comedians. Two fantasy football games. Only one can be crowned victorious. Welcome to Fantasy Fantasy Football Football Face-Off. Well, well, well. What a week it's been. Bruno crushed the hopes of millions of FPL fans by taking a last-minute penalty away from Ronaldo, then crushed the hopes of millions more Man United fans with an almost perfect impression of Roberto Baggio. Mikel Antonio scored a last-minute goal that broke Leeds' hearts after Rafinha had hammered them into a lead against the Hammers, and Raul Jimenez finally scored his first goal after his injury to almost universal cheer. Almost. We unpack the games, look ahead to game week seven, and of course are joined by our mates Jack and Sean. Welcome to episode 10 of Fantasy Football Face-Off. My name is Fitz, and as always, I'm joined by fellow comedian Tom Glover. How are you doing, Tom? You all right? Hello, Fitz. Um, Well, I'm healthy this week, which is the first podcast in about three, but it has been a solemn, sobering, humbling weekend of fantasy football for me. It's, um, yeah, it's been an interesting one. I I must admit, but 10 minutes before we recorded, I um, I suddenly had the thought, it was the first time I checked all weekend. I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how I've done in comparison to Tom. Um, which I've literally just had that thought, as you said it, I was like, oh no, this this week could be about to get worse as it could well, be the week. To beat me. Wh- why don't you have a live look um, at the scores and, uh, and, and see, see whether I've beaten you for once because listeners who, uh, well, regular listeners will know Tom has been on something of a hot streak and still is, well, we'll get onto ranks. I'm sure, but it's still definitely ahead of me. Um, but could this be the week that I've beaten you? Well, it's, it's been a terrible week, Fitz. I am <laughs> sitting, thanks to um, Dunk and Sanchez playing tonight, I'm now sitting just above the average, and I mean just above. And that could, that probably will change as the app updates. We're recording this on Monday night. The Brighton yeah. game has just finished. Um, Ronaldo and Lukaku up top, Captain Ronaldo. They both blanked in the early kickoffs. I had um, Shaw in that game as well. He went off injured with a zero-pointer. Couldn't have started the weekend worse. Um, I had Salah in my team, but obviously because of his effective ownership, him scoring a goal actually made me drop rank even further. Mm. Uh, luckily for me, I, I still had Saar and Jota, who were slight differentials, who, who kept me from dropping too far into the ether, into the bottom 99%, which is a place no one ever wants to be. Um, <laughs> Trent, one point. Livermento, two points. Benrama, three points. Dunk, two points. Sanchez, one point. It gave me a total this week of 39 points, Fitz. Wowee. It's still above the average as it stands. So is it above you? That's what we want to know. Well, I can confirm that this week uh, I am currently, thanks to a, well, in fact, I had a one pointer from, uh, from Sanchez tonight and a late yellow card as well, which is, is always helpful. Um, So I'm on 52 for the week. So um, a small kind of cheer for, for me beating you at one point i was ranked as uh, i think i sent you a message at one point i got up to about 40k um which was which was obviously great that was exactly where i'd like to be um then things have evened themselves out and i am currently um at about 119k so you know rank wise still a long way behind but but it was good it was good and i think what it all comes down to ultimately this week for me was was the captain choice um, you said you captain Ronaldo and I captained uh, Mikhail Antonio. And to be honest, I got a bit lucky. You know, I, um, I've, I've taken a bit of stick from my Man United supporting mates for not captaining Ronaldo. But 
I don't like captaining in the early game. It's a strange tradition. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that I couldn't watch the game either. And so, yeah, I thought Mikel Antonio had a better upside chance against Leeds. And were it not for a pretty last gasp goal, um, I was listening to it on the radio and I was just cursing my luck, thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? Um, but yeah, so Mikel Antonio saved me, to be honest. I'm, um, well, I'm very, very happy. I wish someone had been there to save Melier when he got elbowed in the face. <laughs> there should have been a referee there to step in and say, no, I won't accept this foul play. It's a red card. You've been sent off once already this season. You've shown form. Your expected red cards is high and you should be getting the second one. This That was a, a 1.0 on the expected red card scale. Uh, I was very disappointed have... in the referee to not send him off. Well, it would have been very, very harsh. I don't think it warranted a red card. I say that I think as it warranted an... two red cards. I think <laughs> off that pitch. As an Antonio owner who has only really seen the incident once, um, I am happy to confirm that as far as I'm concerned, it was a straight yellow and no more. <laughs> Personally, I think if you've done well this game week, it is it actually reflects badly on you. Um, because the, <laughs> the players that have done well should not be doing well. It's a freak game week, as we can see by the average score of, of 38. I'm quite pleased to be right on the average at 39. I think that's going to go up to 40 of a bonus point. But um, yeah, well done to you. Well done to finally beat me. Um, it would have been, it would have taken quite a, a poor week to not beat me this week. And I'm worried about how close you get in. I'm currently ranked uh, at, well, looking at the Playmaker app, I'm ranked just under 30K. So 29, 29K at the moment, dropped down from 7K. So that's a 22K drop. Um, but I'm only nine points out of the 10K. So it's, it's, it's not too bad. It's not as that's, bad as it sounds. Yeah, that's that's amazing. You know, you ultimately, as I say, we've lots of people have had a tough week, and I'm going to come on to um, someone in just a moment. But actually, of all the people on my team, the only person I could have chosen who would have been a better captain is Saar, who got one extra point. So, you know, I'm I'm pleased with the captain choice. It does show you how important getting that captain right is, and. I saw a stat on Saturday morning or, or maybe Friday and I can't remember if it was Man United on Twitter or um, FPL on Twitter, basically saying how well Ronaldo has, has um, Premier League wise, Ronaldo's favourite team to score against is Aston Villa. And I very nearly, uh, I was I, I was with my kids at my mum's house and my mum was distracting the kids. And honestly, I was like, right, heads or tails, do I go Antonio, do I go Ronaldo? And I very nearly went for Ronaldo and I thought, right, do you know what? Lots of people are going to go for Ronaldo. Let's try. Let's try and chase it. And, and um, yeah, it worked out. I'm really pleased. I like that. I so, like, is that a weekly tradition where you take your kids to your mum to be distracted? They, be quiet. Daddy's doing his captain choice. <laughs> be quiet. Well, daddy does. He's flipping the coin now. Be quiet, kids. Blue. Well, I, <laughs> I, I won't get into the family politics, but it's the first time it's happened in a long time. So um, it's a good omen. And uh, <laughs> we'll be continuing to go there as frequently as I can. So, yeah. But, I mean, if I may, jumping on to it not being a great week uh just a quick shout out there's been a few people this week and one of them in particular who's been affected is is uh definitely a friend of the podcast fpl swat and so you will be aware of this tom but other people our listeners may not unfortunately fpl swat was a victim of someone hacking into his fpl account and they basically hacked into his account and made transfers to the tune of minus 180 points um, and then 
basically changed his email address on his account, meaning that effectively his season is over and he's got no way. He's he's had very little kind of um, response from FPL, which is is really sad. So I'm 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 absolutely gutted for him. The whole weekend has been kind of just tinged with a, a bit of sadness for him. What were your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, in, in all truthfulness, although it's been a terrible game week for me, that was in the back of my mind the whole game week that some people, yeah. and it's not just FPL SWAT, there's a few like big players in FPL who've, who've been hacked over the weekend. And it's not just their team's been deleted for the season. They've had their history deleted. And for people outside of this, outside of yeah. the community, it's just a fantasy game. And yeah. why, is, why does it mean so much to you? But for those of us involved, we, we all know how horrible that would feel. And um, yeah, my heart goes out to him really. And I think, like I said, one of the worst things is the fact that the official FPL account seemed to have given very little response. And I think official FPL need to realise that the content creators and the, and the Twitter community give as much to the game as, as they do. And without everyone building it up and spreading the word and making these podcasts, there'll be nowhere near as many people playing it as there is. Yeah. And there must be a way that they uh, reactivate that team they must be able to see what transfers were made after the hacking. They should, there should be a way to reinstate that, you'd think. Um, I, I really hope so. If not, if not, there should be a way to to prevent this going forward. There should be some kind of two-step authorization to get into your team. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah there, must, there must be something to be done going forward to stop this from happening again, because it's clearly people out there targeting uh, the community and content creators, and this is people's livelihoods in some cases, and that can't be allowed to happen. No, I couldn't agree more. Well said. And um, yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> I tried to basically naively explain it to a, a family member and I was like, oh my God, this is really sad. And and they perhaps understandably just, it didn't register to them whatsoever. There's no way of kind of explaining, you know, this is a really sad thing that's happened. But um, but yeah, so as a, as a word of warning, I suppose, you know, both, I think both you and I changed our passwords um, straight away. I had a little panic, actually, because I changed my password like just after the deadline. And then when I tried to sign back in again, obviously the game was updating. And all of a sudden there, it said pick team as if it was like my first time logging in. And I, I felt a moment <laughs> of absolute dread and poor FPL SWAT has had that all weekend. So Shout out to you, FPL SWAT. And um, like I say, I personally, I don't know if I would be listening to any FPL podcasts if that had just happened to me. But, um, but you know, if you are, then good on you. And I think the community have certainly rallied round. And I, for one, believe, like you said, he's very active and on on Twitter in terms of putting his team out there. So you know, it should be obvious where that happened. And yeah, as you say, surely, surely that something can be done. Fingers crossed. Well said, mate. Um, going back to the game week itself, then, mm. uh, how do you feel as a United fan? I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, so it's probably worse than you, but you, you go first. Yeah, um, pretty gutted, to be honest. I mean, another really disappointing performance, you know. I think we, I'm pretty sure we spoke on the podcast about, certainly we spoke off air uh, about the impact of Ronaldo. And on the one hand, clearly he's scored some goals and he's been very positive. But it has, I don't I don't know whether you can blame Ronaldo, but there has been a real shift. It feels to me like we, ironically, for all the talent we've got at our disposal at the kind of final third of the pitch, we're just really struggling to create chances at the moment. And that isn't how Man United should be. And again, Aston Villa, tough opponent, but, you know, we shouldn't 
have to resort to playing Fred and McTominay in, in the holding role at home at Old Trafford. And, you know, how do you get the best out of Ronaldo when he's pretty much just going to be up top? That's all he can do. Martial has looked woeful. It's a real mess. And unfortunately, you know, Oli, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I love him. I sincerely hope that he he does succeed. But he's got a really tough job on his hands at the moment because he's got to make these players tick and he's got to do it while Ronaldo is is there as well. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. I think I'm I'm gonna I'm really looking forward to catching up with a couple of mates and watching the football on Wednesday. But if we, you know, if we don't win that, then we are in real, real danger of, uh, well, <laughs> potentially not getting out of the Champions League group, which would be this is what Oli unforgivable. Oli's been doing for the last few years. He mm. he can get the results against the big teams when they're attacking. He can he can counter. He knows how yeah, to play yeah. fast attacking counter attack football. And then it's these games like against Villa at the weekend where they sit back a bit more and you've got to break them down, which he's always struggled with. And, and you have probably a few poor results. And then he always seems to put it out of the bag by getting a big result at some point and, and it turns around for a little while. Personally, I just don't think he's really the man for the job for such a big team. But um, yeah, long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I want him to be the man for the job and I want him to succeed. But, but ultimately, you look at... Um, you look at Chelsea and you look at Thomas Tuchel and the impact that that he has had there. And yes, he's he's obviously done well in Germany and done well at PSG and whatever. But I just think, I don't know. I just think, would another manager have made some of the decisions that Oli has done? And this is, you know, last chance saloon for him. He's He's got to pull something out of the bag and I sincerely hope that he does. But, you know, things like Sancho. Sancho has looked totally bereft of of confidence at the moment and I don't think it helped in the Champions League when Wan-Bissaka got sent off you know Sancho was the one that got hauled off that's that's not going to do anything for your confidence and um yeah I I don't know I'm just just very hopeful but Everton this weekend again not an easy fixture but but I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin's hopefully still out so we'll see I think you'll bounce back at the weekend um United are going to need to especially if you have a tough result midweek, Everton and hopefully still be missing players from a fantasy perspective because mm. I'm probably going to put the armband on Ronaldo next week. And um, there's one manager you can have, though. You could have Nuno. Um, I think Spurs. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk Spurs. Let's cheer me up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where to begin, to be honest. Uh, it was it was always going to be an uphill struggle for whoever came in. And then for it to be Nuno quite clearly... Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth choice, possibly. Mm. Like he was in talks with bottom of the league teams, teams in Turkey, and then all of a sudden he was, he was going to Palace option. at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I backed him when he came in. I liked the way he spoke. Like he was positive, and the Wolves fans loved him. And and personally, I thought the reason he'd struggled at Wolves last season is because he had quite a few key injuries to the likes of him and theirs, and it was just a struggle for him to get them up and running again but we've just been woeful it's not even it's not even fun to watch it's not like we're we're attacking and then getting hit on the break like we just I think we've got the lowest xg in the league and to just be ripped apart by Arsenal like that was yeah it was it was disappointing yeah <laughs> we made Arsenal look amazing like it, I was sat there thinking I need Saka I need a Mill Smith Rowe in my fantasy team because yeah same they were just getting chances for fun and yeah, there's just there's no creativity in our team. They don't seem to be playing for the shirt. The only player that seems to really want it out there is Son. I love Son, 
I love the way he plays, love his energy, always plays with a smile on his face. Harry Kane was responsible for for one of the goals and he doesn't seem to be bothered by it. And yeah, it's very disheartening at the moment as a Spurs fan. And and it's it's Daniel Levy's fault. He's made bad decision after bad decision to get us where we are. But um, there we are. It may be a long, difficult season. Um, but I yeah. always thought the manager that came in after Mourinho was going to have a tough job and it would be the, the manager that replaces him that's going to have to properly finish this rebuild, I think. Yeah, I think um, I think Harry Kane's a really interesting one. You know, he is, he didn't want to be there. You know, he made it pretty clear and now he is there. And yeah, I think from a, a body language point of view, he just doesn't, he doesn't look bothered. Um, <laughs> one of my mates, bless him, he's a massive Spurs fan, a guy called Matt. And uh, he sent me a photo of basically, you know, you hold your phone and you're just taking a photo of your feet. He took a photo of himself and uh, he just said, I've just walked out of my own fucking house. Useless bunch of twonks. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that tickled me, I must say. Um, Yeah. yeah, So not a great week for for either of us from a from a football point of view, but um, but, you know, from a football it, fantasy point of view, in my eyes, like, yes, I'm tempted to just not release this podcast. We can have a week <laughs> off. Come back next week. As you said, like, it was my first, it was my first foray into FPL. And until now, I've had good game week after good game week. And it's yeah. my first experience of, of failure. All right. And it's, it's in these moments when the new manager is really tested. How does he bounce back? And at the moment, I'm lost. I don't know what to do next week. Any players caught your eye this week who hadn't before? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think interestingly, one or two of the Everton assets, Decore looked very good. Again, I think he got another goal, didn't he? Some of the, I suppose, I suppose the first thing to say is having played this for longer than yourself, you know, there are, there are always weeks, whatever level of manager you at, like, you know, even FPL Heisenberg, people who've been playing the game for a long time and are seasoned pros, you do get bad game weeks. And I remember actually writing in or, or tweeting the FPL double up podcast with Heisenberg last year after a game week where I had 35 points on the bench. And that was literally, I think my team, my entire team got 36 that week. So that was a terrible game week and in, compounded by the fact that I had a, a, an amazing team on my bench. And, and it is disheartening, you know, it really is. There's no two ways about it. And, and he made the really good point that, you know, sometimes you make the right decision and it doesn't have the right kind of outcome or the or the best outcome. But as long as your decision making is sound, as long as you're happy with that, ultimately it is it is what it is. And there's nothing you can do. And and as a comedian, you know, you and I will both be aware of good gigs and bad gigs. And it, whether you have a good gig or a bad gig, you can't dwell on it. You know, it's really important to not let it and um, not let it get you down. Um, no, I'm, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not too worried. It was a bad game for a lot of people. The average yeah. is well down. I've just checked. The average is 40. I got 40. So it's, it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, yeah. Talking to the players that you, you, you identify, like Decore, for me, he's been the, the standout Everton pick. Like mm. Gray, obviously, is the one that's in favour, the one who's been getting the goals. But it just didn't feel like it was going to be long-lasting for me. Decore, we've seen him do it at Watford before when he's played higher out of the pitch. I think there's more longevity in him to get assists and goals. But trouble is, Everton's fixtures turn a bit now. They've got United, West Ham, um, Watford Wolves, Spurs, yeah. um, Spurs City. I don't know if Spurs <laughs> is, I don't know what Spurs be probably one to target. Um, for me, <laughs> again tonight, Conor Gallagher, he looks like the obvious player to get in. Yeah, um, cheap. But you, you almost don't want to go for the obvious player. Um, Wemo looks great at Brentford, but he doesn't seem to finish his chances. He seems to fluster him a bit. 
I will share a couple of others who um, who have definitely caught my eye. Um, you know, Cancelo for City. I think you know you we're at a point almost where you need to really consider having both uh, a Chelsea and a, a City defender, which I'm sure will, is something we'll come on to. Um, Jamie Vardy. I was very impressed with his performance to get an own goal and then come away with a double-digit haul. So he got two goals, didn't he? Yeah, and three, three bonus. <laughs> as, oh, well, three goals, yeah, of course. So Vardy, um, Sam Maximan, Alan Sam Maximan. Um, I put him into my fan team and he's got a return, I think, in almost every game, hasn't he, this this season? No, I think Sam Maximan and Vardy, they've just been slowly like ticking away. They're players that sort of was scoffed at by the FPL community. Vardy's yeah. too old. He's going to be replaced by Nacho. But it hasn't happened. Vardy in goals. Sam Maximum's been sort of the talisman of that team with um, with Wilson out. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm, I was sort of had a plan with where I was going to go with my transfers. At this point, this week, I've got two free transfers now. I was always mm. going to get Jota out at this point because they're going to face City at the weekend. City. Yeah. Um, so Jota's going to come out for a, a lower price midfielder. And then I'm gonna. I was gonna up Ailing to a Chelsea defender, but that might be Shaw. Depends on Shaw's injury, and also yeah, yeah. the fact that Shaw is terrible and hasn't delivered at any point. But now I don't know which Chelsea defender to bring in. They're all rising in price like every day. James is injured. Is Alonso going to stay in the team? Personally, I think that Chilwell might start to get a run now as the Champions League fixtures start. I think Alonso might be playing in the Champions League and Chilwell might be playing these games against Southampton and, and Norwich. I mean, it's the perfect time to play in. Yeah. So part of me wants to take a punt on that, but whether I'll be brave enough to, I don't know. Yeah, it's a big punt. It's definitely a big punt. Um, unfortunately, Luke Shaw, you know, particularly with the injury, I messaged you before he got injured and we were kind of having a little chat about our plans. And, and at one point I was looking at taking, making two transfers this week, but I actually just used the one. Um, so I took out Rafinha, who scored, which was obviously uh, a little bit galling. Um, but then um, Saar, my replacement, did get a goal and indeed an extra point. So that kind of worked out all right. But um, yeah, I think that's a really astute point, actually, about Alonso. He's he's certainly one who I think would do well, but surely his time is going to be managed. So I'm probably looking at someone like Rudiger um, to get Chelsea coverage. Rudiger's a safe choice, but he's gone up. Uh, in price already this week I think and he's due to yeah. go up in price tonight or Monday night I mean ideally you want to wait till after the Champions League games yeah that's the thing maybe get some team news from the press conferences but I think some of these Chelsea defenders are going to go up by point three by by that point Oof, that isn't good and um, there is one player who I who I would very much like to get but will not be able to um, so uh, Raul Jimenez very, very pleased to uh, to see him score his goal. I'm sure every kind of neutral football fan will be, apart from both you and I, who are absolutely gutted because uh, it meant that other people around us who had him, uh, not least of which, it's a, I think it's a third podcast in a row, giving a shout out to my mate Dave. But Dave wildcarded a couple of weeks ago and put in triple wolves. And so he was very, very pleased. But he, uh, he's he got this thing where he basically, if if I was to put Jimenez into my team, he would insist that I am now copying him. Despite the fact that Jimenez is a free player on the market that anyone could choose, I would be copying him. So I kind of, um, I have to go a, a different route to Jimenez. If Unless you were looking... Let's podcast to air your personal grievances. Right. <laughs> no, of no, course. What about your mate Dave? There's other people out there. There's 8 million people out there playing this game. And, and, and you're beating a lot of them. So don't worry about Dave. Don't look over your shoulder at Dave. No. Is he yeah. ahead of you in the league? 
uh, I've overtaken him this week. Oh, there you go. See, even with his triple wolves, I still don't have faith in wolves. I mean, it was bad wolves owners this weekend, of course, but it's still just a one goal of him and as Traore was on the bench this week. Yeah. A lot of people have gone in for um, some Mado missed chances again. Good run, um, though. They, they have got a good they, run. I mean, they've um, got a good run, got, and they're going to get Kings Villa. time. They're going to win games, but I just yeah, don't yeah. think. I think there are other options out there. I don't, and yeah, they don't excite me as much. But it is good to see him in a score because I personally, I didn't think he'd ever play again after that injury. And then he has come back this season. And I wasn't sure he's going to be the same player he was, and maybe he's not. But it must feel great for him to get on the score sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So I don't know if we've if we've covered. Well, I suppose we've touched on transfer plans, but um, I'm currently staring down the barrel of. I've got two flags in my team: Luke Shaw and Luke Ailing. Both. Would you look at that? Um, and I would suggest at the moment I'm really tempted to get rid of Shaw and Ronaldo, and bring in Rudiger and Lukaku, which is is a big shout, but. I want to have Chelsea for their their run of fixtures. Um, for- you say it's a bit shout, but it's the shout that everyone in the FPL community is doing this week, bringing in the Chelsea defender, dropping Ronaldo down to Lukaku. Um, yes. Personally, I've still got Ronaldo and Lukaku, and I'm going to stick with that for the next couple of game weeks at least until United go on that really sticky run. Possibly going to be targeting double Brentford at some point soon. See, that's interesting. So who, who have Brentford got coming up then? So Well, um, from, from game week 10, Brentford play uh, Burnley Newcastle. away. Yeah, yeah. Norwich, nice. Newcastle, Everton, Spurs, Watford. So that's six games in a row there where there's going to be goals, you'd think. And Tony's looks brilliant. He looks like a cut above the rest of the team. And Embuemo's playing out of position up top and he's only 5.5. So I'm... I'm tempted to go and double on those. Got to say, Brentford, fair play to them. They are playing absolutely brilliant football at times. I mean, to draw three or with Liverpool is is no mean feat. And yeah, I think that that's, that's uh, it, well, that's a good shout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're the season's leads in terms of the fact that they're just, they're just attacking, enjoying their football. Yeah. And they're making chances in every game. You score three against Liverpool and you can score goals against all of those teams. Uh, the only thing that's putting me off is that that 5.5 million midfielder spot is I want Embuemo, but I also want Conor Gallagher and a lot of people are going to be getting Conor. He could run away from me and his price could rise and he could get out of budget for me very quickly. Uh, I also like the look of Emil Smith-Rowe at 5.3 million. That would allow me to do a lot budget-wise. Um, yeah. But did Spurs just make him look better than he was? And then I think also, we'll see. I think we'll see with Arsenal because they've got Brighton, which isn't an easy game. Then Palace and Villa. They have got. A, they've got a decent run. It might be. Might be time to look at Arsenal. Um, yeah, they have got a decent run. Um, but also Leeds yeah. have got a decent run, and Rafinha keeps scoring goals, and he's probably the most reliable option. But he's six and a half million. So yeah, the player I bring in there is a bit of a query for me. And then which defender I upgrade? Do I upgrade? Ailing, who I don't really like at the moment, he's injured, or do I upgrade Shaw, who's not delivered? And which Chelsea defender do I bring in in his place? I, I'm thinking at the moment it'd be Rudiger, Rudiger in for Shaw, yeah. and Jota down to Gallagher, and then I'll bring in Bremo in a bit later on, maybe. And that will that will allow you lots of money in the bank, of course, which is good. What are your um, thoughts on wild cards? Because I know you're, um, I know you've you've kind of had a plan in in place, but. Any, any ideas when you'd be thinking about that? Um, it's a little way off yet, I think. I don't think my team needs it just yet. I want to try and push this 
freemium model a little bit further. Uh, it hasn't worked out so far. I, I, if I'd have kept Antonio in the team and, and not brought Ronaldo in, I'd have been better off at this point. But I still have faith in it. I think uh, Lukaku at Southampton and Ronaldo at Everton this weekend could pay off for me. Mm. And then uh, Ronaldo goes to Leicester, I believe. So I, I think I want to keep him for that game as well. And then we're looking at it in game week 10. In game week 10, I think I'm going to take Ronaldo down to Ivan Tony, possibly. Right. Or I might bring my my third choice striker up to Ivan Tony if I can afford it. But yeah, my plan's a bit out the window at the moment because of the bad game week and the flags on shore and ailing. Um, but we will, we will see. Nice. You got your plans in place? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, loosely, I I I wanted to, or my plan was to wildcard around now. Um, so in time for kind of, I knew at the start of the season, Chelsea had this nice run coming up. And I, what, I to be honest, I thought I would probably wildcard around this time. But actually, I think I've used my transfers reasonably well. And so I'm in, I'm in a position now where, as I say, two transfers and I can get double Chelsea coverage. Um, you know, if I was to take a minus four, then, you know, if I wanted to, I could downgrade Jota to to someone else as well. And and in fact, I, I could even upgrade Jota because I'm going to be saving a little bit of money from from taking Ronaldo out. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I've I'm, I'm pondering. There's lots of options, but are you going to wait till after the Champions League games like you should? Or do you think you're going to be pushed into it by the, the fear of price rises? I think to be honest, because I've got a little bit in the bank, um, I am almost happy to kind of sit tight. I have been burned before by, um, I've definitely been burned before by making an early transfer. You've done it very well this year, um, but I have done it before where I've literally made transfers and then there's been a Carabao Cup game or a Champions League game and one of the key players for your team has, has got injured and all of a sudden you're you're looking at a minus four or a minus eight and and it's yeah it, it just sets you off on a, on a on a really bad foot so so yeah I'm, i'll hold on at this stage i'm happy to absorb the price rises i'd rather i'd rather miss out on 0.1 million um but but know that the player is likely to play um who have, i can't remember who chelsea have got tomorrow um in the champions league or who i got think this possibly week. malmo um so you know that would be that would be ideal if they were going to be playing someone um poor like that no offense to malmo um, Champions well, the League. other thing is, you want to see who they pick because if they pick Alonso and he plays ninety minutes in that game, even more so, then I'll be pushed towards Chilwell because I think surely oh Chelsea oh, no, got Juventus. Juventus, yeah, away at Juve. So they're going to play their strongest team away at Juve. So yes. for me, that's even more of a suggestion that at the weekend they're going to need to rest players. So yeah, maybe Christensen will be in, maybe um, Chilwell would be in. James looks like he's injured for a while. Ashblequeta is probably going to have to play it right back. Maybe Callum Hudson Odoi play it right back. It's going to be very hard to judge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you know we will. Well, we've also got the the other thing to bear in mind is that there's the international break after this, so we've got one more uh, kind of round of fixtures, and then we're back to um, bloody international break. It literally feels like we just had the international break. But, yes. Um, so yeah, I think certainly wild card wise, I'll, I'll be holding on to mine for as long as I can. Really, I think that there's massive benefit to to having it a little bit later on. And it's game week sixteen, I think, if memory serves, when you when you have to play it. 
So that might be, you know, that might be great if I can hold it for a, a few more weeks, then we'll see. But of course, the international break, you know, two or three, three or four players might get injured and, and you might end up having to play it. But I've got it in the back burner, which is the main thing. It's nice to have it there. I think in conclusion, good game week for you, bad game week for me, but both still doing fairly well. It was mm. a freak occurrence. You beat me this week. Let's get back to normal <laughs> next week and then start... <laughs> start building that gap up again but it is all very tight i know at one point this week i dropped to 80k on the live fpl rankings and i was the same number of points away from first place as i was from one millionth so it was one bad game week away from dropping to and one good game week away from being top of the whole thing so yeah it's very early to judge it all but just know that i'm still in the top one percent and i've never left it Right, what's next? Uh, Let's take a little break and then we'll be back the second half of the show. Excellent. Right. Well, of course, having uh, had a little bit of an FPL chat, it is now time for everyone's favourite ambiguous feature. It's more than Mo. More than Mo, Mo, always scores more than one goal. Some say he's starting to slow, he's not indestructible. Can anyone out there score more than Mo? And more than Mo, very, very straightforward. Each week, Tom and I will predict one player valued at £10 million or less in the game who we predict will score more than Mo. If our player does score more than Mo, we get three points. If they don't score more than Mo, but they are closer than the other player, um, Tom or I will get one point. Current standings are Tom is leading the way by virtue of guessing Saar last week. And I am on two points because of two fluky tap-ins and I will take them all day long. Who did you go for this week? Uh, This week I went for Diogo Jota, Salah's teammate, and he got equal points. They both finished on seven points. So not more than Mo, but equal to Mo. He did very well. You did very well. Um, however, in a, a, a freak occurrence to continue the freak occurrence of the weekend, uh, I went for Mikhail Antonio, who picked up an entire point more than Mo, uh, meaning that this week I am the winner of more than Mo. Yes. It's a dubious honor. Is, is there really a winner? Um, well, <laughs> so um, we are looking ahead, of course, to the next game week of fixtures. And who are you thinking for your more than Mo bet uh, this week, mate? It's a player who may well be coming into my fantasy team this week. I don't want to get Mikel Antonio in anymore because I had him and I refused to pay the money to get him back in again. And I don't trust his hamstrings to last. So it's a man going up against West Ham this week. A man I have a lot of faith in to deliver it is Ivan Tony. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Okay, nice. I think that's a good shout. Um, Well, I am going to go for a man who I feel is likely to, surely this form has to come to an end at some point, but um, I'm going to go for Alan St. Maximan. Um, So I think two, two interesting shouts there. So 
let's see how we get on. So uh, Wolves are playing Newcastle and um, West Ham playing Brentford. So both our picks are away from home. And um, yeah, I think that could be good. Nice. Well, tune in next week. And don't forget, if you would like to predict who you think will um, get more than Mo and join in, in in arguably the most pointless FPL feature in in the world of FPL podcasts, um, do let us know on Twitter at FFFaceOffPod who will get more than Mo. Or just let us know if, if you enjoy it in any way. <laughs> if you'd like it to be removed from the podcast. <laughs> There's a small enough number of you listening that if, a handful of you say no we've had enough more than mo it will be removed and if you say you love it then we make you some t-shirts and we will yeah. sell them for 15 pounds a pop so you decide very true very true perfect well the official spreadsheet has been updated and uh there we are we're, we're ready more more than mo is is more than done having discovered the winner of this week's more than mo i think it's about time we hear from our favorite jack Grealish. Now, what have all been up to? The Jack Grealish Diaries. Dear Diary, this week, me and my girlfriend have been labelled the new Poshin Bex. I've always admired Bex, as he was a great footballer and a very intelligent man. But what people don't realise is that away from the football and the charity work, Bex is also one of the main people responsible for bringing the Alice Band into popular use amongst men. He walked so that players like me, and to a lesser extent James Madison, could run. (laughs) Run with our long silky hair blowing in the wind, without fear of it getting into our eyes or being ridiculed by our fellow players. (laughs) The Alice Band is commonplace in the modern footballing world, but people forget that that's only possible because in the 90s, a young David Beckham turned up at training one day and had to sit in a room with Roy King and Alex Ferguson whilst wearing a hairband. <laughs> now that takes guts. It was good to get the win over Chelsea this week, but the win was slightly tainted by a moment in the match when I was forcibly mounted by Cesar Aspilicueta. I haven't been ridden like that on a Saturday afternoon since Magaluf 2018 for Gabby Abongalore's retirement bender. (laughs) Dave, as he is known in the Chelsea dressing room, has typical little man syndrome. Rumour has it that he insists on being stood next to N'Golo Kante for all club photos and has extra long studs in his boat so he looks taller in the tunnel. At last year's PFA Awards, he had to be escorted off the premises after trying to start a fight with Peter Crouch. Dave took offence after Crouchy offered to lift him up so he could order at the ball, and Dave saw red. Crouchy had to hold him at arm's length for five minutes before security turned up. This weekend is another big clash with title contenders Liverpool. Unfortunately, this means another week of me trying to avoid texts from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. The Ox is constantly trying to set me up with the single one from Little Mix. I'm sure she's a lovely girl, but if I want to be the next David Beckham, then I can't be seen knocking about with a bird who can sing. (laughs) Anyways, I watched them lot being interviewed on Loose Women the other week, and they don't bloody stop talking. It's feminism this and body positivity that. I'll be honest, I'd rather take my chances being mounted by Cesar Aspilicueta again. (laughs) oh it's always such a pleasure to hear from uh from our mate jack Grealish. what a busy week how lucky are we by the way that um that he takes time every week to to let us know what he's been up to it's um yeah and he's a very erudite man 
uh, yes. to, to write that diary. People think he's very simple, but he, he's not. He's um, he's he has very intelligent thoughts, and I'm glad he shares them with us. Yeah, our, so listeners. So am I. So thank you very much. Um, so speaking of our handful of legendary listeners, uh, we have covered off FPL. How was your Sky Week, mate? Well, yeah, that little huff kind of says it all, really. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a tough week for everyone. Fancy. Well, to be honest, it's not, it's not going too bad points wise, but I've, I'm really annoyed with myself for how many transfers I've made. I've, right. I'm, what am I down to now? I'm down to 33 transfers. A lot of them were enforced because of injuries. I seem to right. keep picking players they get injured. But then this week, I bought in Harry Kane uh, for Mo Salah for the Spurs game. Because it's a, it's a tran- it's one of the few transfers I actually planned to do. So I wanted to go, go along with the plan. I didn't want to be scared off of it because I'd... I'd had to be make earlier transfers due to injury. So mm. I stuck with it and it, it hasn't paid off yet, but there's still time for that to, to pay off, but I don't have much faith. Um, I've ended on 65 points and I've, I've dropped rank a bit, but I'm still at 386. And when you look at the statistics, the top, the top 5,000 are down to 34 transfers on average. So to be at 386 with 33 transfers is, is pretty decent. And the top, the top 10, I think, are down to 20 transfers on average. Yeah. So there's a I lot of players well. up there. There's a lot of players up there that are going to disappear very quickly. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've used too many transfers. I've, I've wasted them a little bit. So I'm going to have to be a bit more frugal going forward. And I'm not sure I'm high enough ranked for the amount of transfers I've made. Um, but yeah, I I got 10 points for Saar again. He delivered. Tillemans got me seven points. Gallagher got me seven points tonight. Um, but I captain Lewis Dunk, who only got me five points, double to 10. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a bleak week, but I think a lot of people are in the same boat. How about you? Yeah. So my second team did much better than my first, annoyingly. So my first team, um, got 59, um, and I'm 1,757 in the world. I didn't make any transfers this week, so I'm still on 36. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of disappointments, Mendy, um, Diaz did well. Um, but captain wise had Ward Prowse yesterday um, instead of Antonio. Um, so that was, that was not ideal. Uh, Gallagher today got me 14. So that pushed me up to over 50. Um, so that, that one's doing all right. And then, as I say, my, my second team, Van Dyke is, is not doing an awful lot at the moment, is he? So um, he's, he's someone I'm, I'm contemplating, but I had um, Jose Sar in goal. Uh, which I wish I'd captain, but I captained Antonio and who did I captain? Uh, I think probably Ward Prowse. Oh, Tierney. I captained Tierney because um, I didn't have any faith in uh, in the Tottenham team whatsoever. So I'm in the top 5K for both, not as high as I would like to be, but you know, I've, I've still got a lot of transfers. I've got 36 transfers for both teams. To be honest, and... I'd rather be in your rank with your transfers left, I think, than where I am. Right, okay. Yeah, so I don't think it's as bad as you you think it is. The transfers are very important, so important when it comes to the end of the season. I'm slightly hoping they won't be as important this year because there's less game days because of COVID. Last year, every game has been televised, so there's so many game days to cover for captaincy. And we had so many games cancelled and rearranged because of COVID. So it meant people were forced to make a lot of transfers. I'm hoping that this season, we're not going to need them as much. The, the, The fixtures we've got... I, I don't need to. Make, I only need to make a couple of transfers now until Christmas. But of course, we've already seen that that can go out the window with a few injuries. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obviously um, 
hoping the opposite and I'm hoping that those transfers are, are all important because because I have some in the bank so um yeah I think you know I'm I'm we'll look ahead what's great about the sky app as as we've spoken is there's there's no way of me looking forward to next week to kind of plan my team um so I've, I've just got to wait until the app decrees that it's time for me to have a look at it which is which is super helpful really really good um really <laughs> well it's a lot but i think it's actually improved a lot since the start of the season like the the, the ranks are updating quicker than they ever have done in the past i haven't and seen a captain- um, error message for a little while i must admit no, and you can set the captains. You can already set the captains for next week, which okay. which is good. So it, oh, it yes, is. I can. I, t- I well, do you know what? I, t- I take back my my slight. Um, yes. So you yeah. Should. So 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 yeah. I think um, I think I'm in in a reasonable position. I've got captains playing. Um, oh, have I? Yeah, there's only two days next week, isn't there? So there's two two game days next week. So I've got exactly. Um, that's that's illustrates my point. Like last season have been probably four game days and yeah you were having a lot of these single game days to cover where you'd have like tonight palace brighton and you need to have a player in the team yeah. um so i think that there's going to be less of that this year yes um well look, looking ahead to the week after that you've definitely got monday night football there which is arsenal versus palace so you know even if i don't look at anything in my team i've got ben white um and i've got conor gallagher i've got everton i've got west ham player i've got so i've got i've certainly got the next couple of weeks so I'd, I'd like to think that i can get through and um avoid avoid any more transfers if if possible but but yeah it's it's good it's good it's it's it feels like a, a decent position to be in i know that um i had a brief listen to the sky three for one pod and i know that everyone had a bit of a tough week so you know um my second team is on 88 points for the week which you know you've got to, you've got to be happy with that really so yeah top top 5k 36 transfers still to go let's let's see what happens yeah you're in amongst it yeah it's a, it's a good start mate we're both in a good position still in both games it was just a, a slightly tougher week than the weeks previous mm. and but seeing then, so many people captain jose sar as well was uh, a bit of the the points all we got he got an assist as well on top of uh the clean sheet and everything else so did, did you see really, the goal no, I haven't seen it because I was gigging quite a lot this weekend and quite far away. So I listened to the Liverpool game on the radio, but I've, I've not watched all the match of the day yet. Well, so the um, the the Saar assist and the Jimenez goal, I I, I didn't watch. Uh, I haven't watched a load of football either, but I did. Um, I did look that goal up, and to be fair to both, a Saar just absolutely punted it. And you know when you know something's happening, and then you're watching it. It was on the Sky Sports app, and you just see the highlights, and then the camera just stays on the keeper for just a little bit too long, and you're like, okay, he's going to do something here, and he just absolutely hoofed it. And Jimenez, to be fair, he looked like the Jimenez of old. He absolutely battered the defender, bullied him. Couple of, he took a couple of nice bits of skill and a lovely finish. So yeah, he he deserved that goal, and um, I know a lot of people would have been would have been very happy for him, as as we are as well as football fans, of course. But um, it does bode well for Lukaku next week if it, if that Southampton defence is being bullied by Jimenez, then Lukaku up top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Livramento was really, really unlucky not to score. Actually, there was a um, a near post shot that that Saar got us uh, got a kind of quick foot to, and yeah, he he stopped an almost certain goal from Livramento, which would have been brilliant for you, but very disappointing for me as a non. I think Livramento Livramento is going to be in my my starting eleven a lot this year. To be honest, he's yeah. 
an attacking fullback. And Southampton looked pretty good at the back, actually. He's probably the best asset in their defence in terms of chance for an attacking return. He's had a few opportunities to get assists this season already. And yeah. his, his returns are definitely going to come and their fixtures turn pretty nicely in, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have him in the team. And to have they do indeed. They do indeed. Well, absolutely. Yeah. What what a touch that is, as they say. What a touch. Um, cool. Okay, dokie. Well, um, I think, as I say, I think that that kind of sets us up nicely for the um, next next game week. Just just having a little look at the team. I think I'll probably be looking at captaining um, Lukaku against Southampton next week. I can't see it going anywhere other than that. And I'm almost certainly going to be captaining Antonio against Brentford. Um, and I think that that will, I think that that will probably do me for, for next week. What about you? Well, who, who are you I'm going to be very different to you. I don't have Lukaku in my team. I'm going to be captaining Ronaldo against Everton. Okay, nice. And since I put him in, since he's there and he's my sort of slight differential, I imagine, I'm going to be captaining Kane against Aston Villa at home and hoping that maybe maybe this week will be the week we turn it around. I I hope that your Ronaldo pick goes well, because if Ronaldo does well, then Man United will probably win. Um, and I'm not really that bothered about how Harry Kane does, if I'm honest with you, mate. But uh, and, um, and the other thing is, something which I struggle with, and I'm sure a lot of fantasy players struggle with, is having players in one game that conflict a player in another game. So if I captain Antonio on Sunday, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be wanting him to score for my Sky team and wanting him to blank for my FPL team. Yes. So at least if I captain Harry Kane, that doesn't have much of an impact on my FPL team. And I'm a Spurs fan, so it's it's double joy if he if he returns. And so, a double pain if he doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely, yeah. Um, so can I can I ask a question? So I'm looking at my team and I've got um I've got Torres in there who for the second week in a row has done absolutely nothing. And I know that if I take him out, he's almost certainly gonna going to bang but I don't think he'll bang against Liverpool so who would you um who do you think is a good shout to to take off take out for for Torres so who have you got in midfield at the moment Ward Prowse and Gallagher and I'm not overly you know Ward Prowse I'm tempted to get rid of as well to be honest so I've got 10 million in the bank um well I'd well for 10 million you can get pretty much most most midfielders um, I'd look ahead at, at upcoming game de- game days. So there's a Wolves-Everton single game day coming up. Um, yeah. So maybe a Wolves or Everton player if you don't have one. Um, maybe Decore. Decore is a good option because he's also got the ability to get tackling or passing bonus on occasions. I'm not sure about passing bonus, but certainly tackling, shooting bonus and, and can score goals. Um, Tillemans I've got in my in my team because he's... He's very consistent with his returns and, and he pops up with the goal and assists now and again. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of great midfield options. You've probably got the best two there, I think, going forward in Gallagher and, and James Ward-Prowse. Ishmael yeah. Assar, of course, uh, but you may have missed his best best returns. Um, but they've I, got, pro- I, I probably will have done, mate, to be honest with you. But, um, but They've yeah. got leads at the weekend, so there's another opportunity for him to score there. But also that you could stick with Torres because... After this weekend, their fixtures change a bit. And with Champions League, there's going to be rotation. The, the thing with a player like Torres is he is going to blank two game weeks in three. But on that third game week, he could get a hat-trick. And that's something that a lot of midfielders can't do in this game. So mm. it's whether or not you can put up with him missing games 
for the hope that he will get that hat trick in in one in three or four. I might see, um, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly see whether he plays in the Champions League this week and then go from there, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, oh, I don't know, it's just so frustrating having a player like that, isn't it? But Yeah, it's um, why I don't like having City players in anything. Diaz is like the only real option in Sky for me because he's almost guaranteed to start. He hits the passing tiers and he, he's likely to get a clean sheet as well. Um, but, I don't think yeah. I'd mind having um, Torres so much if I'd actually had him in my team when he did bang, um, but I didn't have him in my team. I, I put him in on overhaul and he's yeah. literally got me zero <laughs> points since then. So, yeah, um, yeah maybe it's time to, to say goodbye. They've got PSG tomorrow, haven't they? Haven't they? So, um, yes, will be interesting to see how that goes for sure. Perfect. Um, so uh, I think it is time as we, uh, we we will have to have a chat. We should have had a chat off air, um, but it's an international break, uh, of course, next week. So we will, uh, will we be back with a pod next week or will we be back with a pod the week after? No, we'll be back next week because we need to review game week uh, seven as it's Cons- gone. Consistency. Then, That's what I like. Yes. Um, so uh, let's, as, as we always like to do every week um, towards the end of the show, let's give a, a little Twitter shout out. And, and this week it is your turn. So who, uh, who are you giving some love to, mate? Um, yes, it is my turn. We've gone through a lot of people. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot, a lot of great content creators out there. What's, what I've loved getting into FPL this season is how much bigger the community is, how many podcasts there are out are out there to listen to it's it's really filled up my podcast schedule each week i'm struggling to get through them all um but one of the podcasts i really love um is fml fpl um the two guys they're based in the states and what i love about them is they sound like they're really cool like a lot of the podcasts in the uk they're like us they sound like nerdy virgins let's be honest we sound <laughs> it sounds Speak like yourself mate. i am no nerd <laughs> it sounds like something you'd be embarrassed to be caught listening to by a friend uh, and you put it in your headphones you, you I've not listened to, to it your... I must admit you haven't listened to F- FML FPL no no it's great it's a great podcast they're they're really cool guys and um, I don't know how great they are at FPL but they they talk about it well and they're very funny and um, there's a really funny clip recently when one of the guys was talked out of putting Torres in his team just before he had a massive haul Um but yeah, it's real fun, relaxed podcast and they, they're they knowledgeable and it's very different to the UK podcast, I think. Okay, nice. All right. Well, um, I guess we can find them on Twitter at FMLFPL. At FMLFPL. Again, we do this section just to celebrate the community. These guys don't need our support. They've got 15 and a half thousand Twitter followers and I'm sure they get a lot more downloads than we do, but it's just that you hadn't heard of them. And so mm. it's nice to spread the words to people who maybe haven't. It's a great podcast. Get involved. Just to add, one one thing I love about the FML FPL guys is they they nickname all of the players. So Jimenez is 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 Jim. Um, they got Ron <laughs> and Ron, and they they call bonus points bones, which that's just cool, isn't it? They're nice. Oh yeah, he's got he gets great bones. He gets nice. he's got like two or three bones. Good, and I like that. Yeah, they, yeah. they sound like proper. It, they make FPL sound cool. Excellent. All right, I'll give it a shout. I agree. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Um, as as ever for the Twitter shout out. So as we approach uh, the end of, of, of the episode, uh, we, we will go as we always like to do and round things off with a poem from the one and only Sean Dyche. 
A tough week in FBL with the big boys up top both blanking. If you stuck your captain on Ronaldo, then you likely took a spanking. Antonio got a goal and in my book had one more. A little elbow to the face shouldn't put you on the floor. Sadly, it was Vardy who was, who was a star up top this week. A brace from him was just enough to continue our winless streak. Vardy is a striker on who you, knew, on who you know you can always depend. But he's, when he's pissed on skills vodka, it could go in either end. <laughs> Next up, it's the turn of the Canaries down the mine. Norwich planning to come up north and put an end to their decline. We've yet to get three points this year, but I can sense a win. Jamie Vardy had a party, but Pookie can get in the pin. <laughs> oh, what a lyricist. You. What a poet. What a poet. Um, lovely stuff there from, from Sean Dyche. Um, oh, brilliant. And what well, I'd um, like to say as well is um, it's, I think it's really, really talented of Sean and Jack to compile their diary and their poem in the mm. hour before this podcast is recorded every week, it yeah. it shows that there's a creative talent behind this more than more than just two men talking about their fantasy teams. It does. So th- it, thank you for joining. Thank you for doing that, Sean and Jack. <laughs> it really does. Thank you, Sean and Jack. Um, good. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure as always, mate. I will of course speak to you over the course of the um the, the next few days. To you, listener, thank you so much. If you're still listening at this stage, then blimey, what a legend. Um, do do share the pod, do tell your mates if you can take a moment to give us a five-star review on however you find your pods, that would be amazing. It would really make a difference. And uh, we will of course be back next week. Very best of luck to you for your FPL. Any questions, then sorry and and just to say it's been a bad week for a lot of people this week if you have got a red arrow don't let it get to you because even the best players get a red arrow sometimes as i have this week all right so i'm sure <laughs> listening to me one of the top one percent having had a bad red arrow is going to make you feel better but next week we're going to be back on it we're going to be getting green arrows we're going to be beating fits he's going to be crying down the end of the zoom chat i'm going to be up on a cloud as always and it'd be back to business back to business we we will see um <laughs> but um very good point if whether your arrows were red or green next week is another week and uh, do let us know how your team's getting on at ff faceoff pod on twitter and uh, email us on uh, ff pod at gmail.com we look forward to speaking to you soon tom have a great week and listeners we'll see you soon laters laters <laughs>